Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. In this episode, we talk to Aviva Gold, who is an art medicine woman, published the book Painting from the Source in 1998 by HarperCollins. She's been facilitating inspired art for over 35 years, leading workshops titled from her book, Painting from the Source, across the world. She's knowledgeable about psychoanalytic, Jungian, transpersonal, and gestalt psychotherapy. She's a painter, a dancer, an author, and spiritual seeker. We talk about a lot of topics in this podcast, so you're going to be in for a treat. We talk a little bit about transgenerational trauma. We talk about healing the feminine and masculine energies of the world. We talk about the placebo effect and why our current medical system could benefit from an infusion of creativity, specifically getting out of our own way. She will give you actionable tips for you to start opening up your own conduit of creative spirituality and start painting and drawing and dancing and being more alive. So listen in and enjoy this interview with Aviva Gold. Welcome to the Catalyst Podcast. This is a treat. I have to tell you, if I could imagine the perfect guest for me to talk to and also feeling just enamored with everything this woman has done, you are in for a treat. Aviva Gold is an alphabet soup of credentials, but you know what? She's way more than her MFA, MPS, CSW. We'll get into those details. What she really is is a synthesis of true healing. She is bringing out of everybody their own creative muse, their inner muse. She's also very experienced in all sorts of healing modalities from shamanism. She's studied under psychoanalytic, Jungian, transpersonal. We can go for hours on this interview, but I promised her I would keep it short because she's a busy woman. She teaches painting workshops. She's got awesome mission and purpose that she's bringing into this world. So without further ado, thank you for spending time with me today. Aviva. It's my pleasure. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. And for those that can't see, because this is audio, she has got beautiful pink streak in her hair, even maybe some glue from a recent uh, artist, you know. uh, It's blue. It's not glue. It's blue. Oh, blue. Very good. I love it. Colorful rainbow. So tell me, Aviva, what is your main, I guess, what's bubbling up today in your mind as far as a passion that you're just, you're focused on recently? Well, um, (laughs) this 82-year-old grandmother, uh, uh, who's been an artist and an art medicine woman and a therapist, uh, you know, most of my professional life, is giving birth to a movie. Um, The book was published in a fairy tale form, and uh, it's a story uh, that um, the intention is to really heal the world, to heal the medical system, to heal the 
global warming, to turn this whole mess of patriarchal 10,000 years hubris around. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's something, and I want to go more into detail about this. What what I didn't well, know. I've been working, writing, um, uh, working with someone that's helping me write the script, and we're in that process of doing that. Yes. That's I love what, that you um, said birth. I love that you said birth because creativity is a birthing process. And this is how I first learned of you. I'm embarrassed to admit I hadn't stumbled across your book, uh, Painting from the Source. And for those that haven't checked it out, buy a copy. It is it is not a new book. You've had this. This has been your mission. You've been doing this for so for 35 years. You've been teaching people that they can let loose and just let creativity flow through them and create images and make sense of them as it unfolds, which is a beautiful process. It's it's a beautiful process of self-knowledge. And you're taking this even further into a movie to heal the world, which is a secret surprise for me. I had no idea you were so interested in healthcare and in healing that capacity. Tell me more about what made you feel like you needed to birth this movie for our healing system. Well, um, first I want to say uh, painting from the source, that part uh, is um, for everyone. You do not need any uh, art background because that's really important for people to know. In fact, it's easier if you have no professional training in art. Okay, so that that said. Um, so your question again? Yes, what? no, I, I'm I'm enamored because you're right. This is if you look at the book and I, I have it at home. You don't need art training. It's it's designed for you just to play and have fun and tap into that fun energy we all have. Exactly. And it's amazing and to me that you healing also. Yes, uh, very um, healing. And so, what um, made you turn that into a movie? What made you think you wanted to well, produce a um, movie? It happened organically. It um, and it's not even about thinking. When I look back on my life and what I've written about, um, uh, you know, this fossil fuel mogul, one of the wealthiest men in the world, this is a story. He has a spiritual awakening led by indigenous grandmothers. <laughs> and he um, convinces uh, in his transformation and the magic, other, all the other powerful people that have the money and the power in the world to put all their energy into all these new technologies and these young people who know how to do it. Yeah. So yes, that's the, I'm, I'm telling the whole story. Yes. We don't yeah. want to spoil uh, alert. Right. So <laughs> um, my, my own, when I look back on my life and I see how my own personal experiences um having a big, being the big sister of two brothers, being the mother of three sons, um, you know, my former husband who um, I put through medical school and he was, a, he came ah. in, his leaving us for a younger woman. Um, this is all such patriarchal stuff. All the things, all the traumas that happened mm -hmm. to me, a little Jewish girl, in the uh, in the temple uh, at five years old, seeing the women, us me sitting in back with my grandmother and mother, I wasn't allowed to touch the the Torah. I mean, everything that happened to me that I thought was the most tragic, yes, were part of spirit 
um, of destiny, of karma, preparing me to, yes. <laughs> to one, the, the vision holder of this book, my love for nature. My, my great-great-grandmother was a renowned midwife in Russia. When, when men were not delivering babies. Wow. And all that knowledge and love of, and, and of course she was an herbalist. Now these were the women that were burned at stakes, you know. So all of that uh, comes through me, um, through uh, um, wonderful experiences and, tra- and what felt like tragedies, giving birth naturally. Yes. Uh, giving birth, uh, breastfeeding, being a... Um, a lactation consultant, um, teaching natural birth, um, which my former husband, the obstetrician, I was the first one to show him all of this. And that's when he left, you know. Yeah. So, and, and, and my realization of the, the fear uh, and uh, awe that, uh, that men have had since the beginning of time of women's procreative power and their fear of nature. Um, it, it all just gelled. I mean, when my book was published, um, Painting from the Source, I'm saying it again so the audience can- Yes, please. Again. Painting from the Source, Awakening the Artist's Soul in Everyone. When it was published in 1998 by HarperCollins, um, after that, there was a little bit of a vacuum. Uh, and I realized when I saw a movie about Nostradamus's life, with him keeping on seeing more wars and more wars. And, and he was just bereft by the end of the movie. I mean, he saw um, World War II, then he saw the uh, Twin Towers. And I just realized, okay, my next project, because um, he was just bereft at the end of in the movie. What has to happen to turn this around? This is insane. And yes. I, I was sitting there on a winter night and, and I was I raised, I'll help. And that's when I got the idea 23 years ago of that it's a movie, it has to be a movie because it will, it will touch everybody. And it has to be uh, about the turnaround in a, um, a really patriarchal kind of guy. I and, love, oh, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. And it Keep can't going. be a politician because they're not the ones that have the power. They're the puppets of the ones in power. Yes. So yes. I, this is beautiful. You, I you're just mo- this idea for so long. I feel very sensitive to the suffering of the planet. Um, I feel very close to nature and the natural pulsations. You know, giving birth naturally, breastfeeding, being in a woman's body, being attractive, being objectified by men starting at the age of nine. Aviva, you you talk so eloquently about how patriarchy can just get its tendrils into our own health as, as a, a world and an ecosystem and, and as the natural feminine energy that is the birth of lots of different transitions, such as you mentioned, birth, lactation, you know, all these things can feel very scary well, and powerful. Medicine and the whole idea of diagnosis um, and the idea of wanting it to be a money-making venture medicine yes. uh, is, is a, uh, all part of um, 
you know, 10,000 years, you know, of patriarchy. It, it is absolutely. And, and the fact that you were able to recognize this so early on, and it's a beautiful time now because I feel I like there is, destiny. I think, I think I was put here for that. Right. Having a mission and purpose such as this, when we're at a time now where everyone's noticing allopathic, functional, holistic, integrative medicine, we're converging on the idea that labels don't serve, diagnoses um, don't really heal. What we need to do is reclaim natural healing energy and work together in a system that both upholds and respects some of these natural, you know, uh, things that happen through our body, but also respect and honor the tragic intergenerational trauma that can keep people sick and unhealthy. And I'd love to hear your thoughts because that's a big topic. Level. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's happened to our ancestors, It we can feel it. Well, right. um, some people might say I'm very radical. Some people might call it subversive, which I love. Go, you know, yes, what I'm here for. Um, I, from all the work I've done as a psychoanalyst originally, um, uh, you know, and also it is as an observer of people and as a woman and a lover of nature um, and having out of body experiences when I was seven or eight or nine or whatever, just all of that. Um, I've come to see that a medical issue, a symptom, a diagnosis, or whatever you want to call it, has not only an emotional root, like uh, Louise Hay talks about, uh, and the power of affirmations, but also has a spiritual root. Yes. And um, when and when you tackle that, either through creativity, that route or through the dream process. I work a lot with dreams and my own dreams um, because that's a portal to the magic place. Yes. Uh, Or on a physical level, the creative level in a painting, um, in a dream, you alter something in a dream uh, with um, certain dream methods of, of being awake in your dream or alter it on a physical level with herbs. And um, it, it heals all those three levels, the creativity, the physical, and the, uh, you know, and the emotional, and, the dream, and your dreams start changing. So um, you can call it uh, shamanism. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, you know, people scratch their head, you know, allopathic medicine had to give this a name. So they called it the placebo effect. Right. (laughs) Right. But but it's really um, how shamanism works because it goes into this very, very deep spiritual scar, so to speak, or and that's the level that I um, am an expert in. That's the level that I work in. And, um, you know, and many people in the uh, allopathic medical field have come to work with me uh, uh, to paint. And I really can easily suggest, I have so many books in me, but 
uh, I would love to write like a little essay for the medical practitioners that are open to this, how to use just doing drawings with people <gasps> yes, with physical symptoms and even how to like, you know, the painting that the audience can't see it, uh, the people that are listening, but there's this incredible painting that Laura painted, Dr. Laura painted that's behind her that she painted, that just having a painting with so much healing in it and so much magic in it of like the the, the galaxy, it's like a Milky Way painting yeah. um, and an explosion, it's just so healing. Just having that in your, in your office can affect people in a positive way. That's beautiful. I love that you're centering also on bringing these healers, the doctors, the nurses, how they can incorporate creativity and beautiful. What other tips would you give somebody who's a recovering, uh, you know, rigid thinker who might think, oh, I can't do anything creative. Like what other prompts do you encourage your allopathic comrades? What what do you <laughs> tell them to do? Uh, yeah, well, you know, the ideal situation is to be doing this in a group, even Obviously. a small group. That that's that's uh, because there's something very magical about the energy of a group yes. that's even the sum of its parts. But um, make a quiet place uh, where you won't be interrupted. Sit down, take crayons and paper oh, yes. uh, and just use your non-dominant hand and play. Or, you know, before you do it, ask a question. Uh, or, or, or something that's bothering you or some issue that <sighs> you want some enlightenment on. And then just forget the question and play. Yes. And, and you make sure you use your non-dominant hand also. You can use both hands, but, um, and then turn it upside down. Yes. Get the colors. And then when it feels complete, ask it again if there's anything else it wants. Do uh, you know? Do that. Also, go to my website. I have a lot of free videos you can watch. Yes. And um, and then ask it a, the question that you had in the beginning, and let it speak like a. It's kind of like a Gestalt therapy method. Uh, Beautiful you can journal with your non-dominant hand. Um, as it uh, the drawing is speaking, and see what it's answering. That is so beautiful. That is exactly what, as I was reading your book, you know, oh, you're transpose this it, it, for those uh, practitioners. Um, when someone comes to you with a symptom, um, like um, what's that one that allopathic doctors don't know what to do with the uh, herpes? Uh, no, the uh, people that have that virus that um, drains their energy. Oh, and, there's a lot. Chronic fatigue syndrome or. Yeah, yeah. Chronic fatigue. Just as an example, let's use mm -hmm. that. You could have that person do um, draw the chronic fatigue symptom. Yes. Or feeling or just and then let it speak to them. Let the drawing talk to them. Beautiful. You're, what you're... This might be what yes. might be happening. Yes, you know, I, I love that you're personifying this symptom and giving it a visual, giving it, you know, almost a character. And it's interesting to see. Well, well listen, it, it is alive. It has a soul. It has its own, um, you know, integrity. Yes. And it has its own archetype. Right. In, in, and in the quantum field, 
it, it, it exists. Yes. Yes, it does. It and I think, does. yes. And I think a lot of us, uh, both as a patient or even as a physician might say it's an avoidance technique to not sit with it because we don't know, we don't want to understand we're scared of it. And so having your doctor saying, why don't you sit alone in a room with, with something and draw with your non-dominant hand is beautiful and can feel terrifying because you, we've never done that before. We're very much a productive kind of species okay. that we have to do it for a reason. You know, it is good if you are doing this with another person because it's not as scary, but then there's the fear Mm -hmm. of, of, um, it's really important for people to remember that no matter what the drawing looks like, it's not them. Yes. If the drawing looks like a pile of poop or vomit or something (laughs) like a crazy person, you know, they think, oh, this is going to mean I'm crazy. This is going to mean I'm childlike. This is going to mean I'm evil, whatever. Right. It's so important to remember that this is a gift from the universe. You're channeling an archetype that might not only be for your own personal healing, but a message that needs to be spread. And the drawing can be changed after it's recognized. So it's true. You drawing on it. But yes, this, you know, the raw part that's been um, ignored forever needs to sometimes come up. Yes. And so not to be afraid, no matter what it looks like. Another fear people have is that it's just going to be an empty page and nothing's going to happen. There's nothing inside me. You know, I'm empty. Well, even if it's a dot, let the dot speak. Oh, beautiful. Even if it's a dot, let the dot speak. So true. And one of the things that you would say over and over is asking, what does it need? You will know when it's finished. And I remember reading that going, how will you ever know? I mean, as a recovering perfectionist, there's always improvement, but no, you're right. You will know when that painting is finished because it feels complete. And you may have multiple layers of different images underneath paint because you kept painting over it. But eventually you're done and it feels like you just birthed something that is done. There's nothing more you can add to it. That's the the gift that you're giving people is that gift of choice and, and allowing things to speak to you and be open to this intuition that we stuff down, I really think. And that's what placebo is so important. We call it placebo. It's really that when you get to a healing place, it doesn't matter how you get there. If you're healed and you're feeling better, that's the purpose. That's right. Right. And another thing I love is that is you've said this before, the process by which art is made is similar to the evolutionary process of creation in the universe. And the capacity to create is part of the divinity of being human. You have you have mm-hmm. really shown all of us that we have all this inside and it is something that is powerful if we just give ourselves the open-mindedness to tap in. Right. And, and uh, have, it's very, it's in our times, it's very courageous to do this mm-hmm. because it's different. It, it is it a lot of courage. It's, it, it's really a noble soul that, that enters this path. And uh, everybody has that peace in them. I know yeah. everyone listening has the courage. You wouldn't yes. be listening if you. Right. And, and the courage for you to venture out and synthesize this into a greater mission um, beyond the art, but into spirituality, into wholeness. We are a sum of all of our parts. And even the intergenerational traumas and the scars that we hold deep in our psyche that are just now 
you know, people are really opening their minds to understanding the epigenetic DNA changes that happen in our body as a result of, of, of transgenerational trauma is amazing. So as right. you know, now that science is backing it up, people are starting to listen, but it's something you've known for a long time that, that this is a story that doesn't begin with you. It becomes, it begins right. eons before. So do you have any oh, science or, um, or see these, uh, uh, documentaries on PBS on Nova about how the universe started and about quantum physics and string theory. I just am tickled because um, it verifies everything, all the magic that happens in the workshops where, where creatures actually start, actually, um, uh, become real and start walking around in the studio. We, it's, it's, a, we're, we're like, uh-oh, you know, what are we doing here? We're tapping into this incredible magic and it's nothing to be afraid of. Yes. Like, why do you think, why do you think people are scared of it? Oh my goodness. This goes back to at least 10,000 years when, um, you know, people, and especially men, were afraid of death, uh, afraid of not existing anymore. They wanted everything to be clean and tied up. They wanted a God that will help them uh, live after they die. They wanted to get rid of, of you know, uh, you know, suppress women with all their they're flowing and their blood and their, you know, and they're giving birth and their milk. Um, uh, it, it, it's a it's a fear of nature, you know, yeah. a fear of, you know, what what's real, of of. But it will never die, even if even if this foolhardy patriarchy kills our our species. So, you know, life is going to happen again, and it is happening somewhere else in the universe. It is right. I There's always life. Your question, but yes, no. It's I tend to go to the deep meta of everything. The real I like it core of and 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 root that out. You know and and see it. You know. Yes. Yes. That's true. And I feel like there's so much similarity that we all don't realize we all have the same root of the same yeah. fears and very so, similar. So really another way of answering your question, it's the fear of, of losing control mm-hmm. of, uh, because the truth is that in this life, we don't have control and the, and, but the effort or the illusion that we do and creating institutions and creating systems and diagnosis. It's not that I want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. The um, the chart that shows all the chemicals, the the, uh, the technology. I mean, this is there's so many wonderful things that have happened as a result of science and civilization. It's keeping the core of the magic. And and all the the other stuff that's that just stops the magic and all the inventions and all the discoveries from really um, helping that needs to 
be peeled away. Yes. And my movie, I think, will help. And I hope we have time. Uh, yes. People, because um, because I'm not teaching now and, and I don't have a lot of money um, because of my lifestyle, <laughs> I... Um, I uh, we're wanting donations so we can continue writing the movie and getting it produced. So um, I would love to hear. So when you talk about, you know, this again, this beautiful way that you have said about the intersection of understanding that we get in our own way, that the flow is there, the universal flow of health and vitality and creativity is there. But as humans with our, you know, meat skeletons and our egos on a stick, uh, we're walking around with this illusion of control. And that is what gets in our own way to access this, this health and vitality. But it's not as humans, Laura. There are many humans in the world living in indigenous societies still, in the Amazon, in the uh, Himalayas, I mean, that haven't bought into this yet. Some Native American areas on our, you know, on this place that we took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they're firmly holding their ground for their understanding of the oneness of life yes so um we could learn a lot from them absolutely so it's i wanting us to be more human Mm -hmm. i love that that's a great reframe thank you for that tell us more how we can help you bring this movie to the masses So, so listen so uh we have a um if someone needs has so much money that they need to make donations uh, uh, you know, on their taxes, we have, I have a non-for-profit and we have another link that my co-writer has uh, for uh, getting an official <laughs> uh, tax number that you can use. And even if it's 10 or $15, there's a link on my website to one place to donate. And then you can just email me or um, yeah, you can email me aviva at paintingfromthesource.com, um, A-V-I-V-A and paintingfromthesource.com. Uh, and I will tell you how to um, donate to Creative Passage, my non-for-profit. Um, and, you know, we, we set it up that if you donate a certain amount, I think it's $1,000. Uh, or maybe 2,500, you can be in the credits of the movie as a um, co-producer. And then if you donate 5,000, you can be in the credits of the movie as an executive producer. Some people like, you know, I mean, if you're going to do it and you have that money, why not? Right, go big, right? Where's your next uh, opportunity that people can connect with you in person? Are you doing the workshops in Arizona, I believe? Right, right. the next workshop is, um, and I think it might be almost full. So because I can only take seven people is um, the weekend of September, yikes, I should know this, shouldn't I? 20, uh, I'm gonna have to open my calendar. Uh, And then I have a few weekends in um, Oracle, Arizona. And it's like summer camp. Uh, It's like a big summer. We all need a summer camp. We all need an adult creative summer camp. I live um, 
in a really wild place. The weekend of um, September 23rd, Friday night to Sunday afternoon, the 25th, from the 23rd to the 25th. And then if you look at my website, paintingfromthesource.com, it shows another weekend in October and November. And, um, yeah, and you can get a group together and come. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I've seen I, pictures that I, you've I, done. Travel. Yeah, I, I, um, the past few years, except for this past summer, this August, because of COVID and all the crazy things going on with the war in Europe, I haven't, but I've been teaching in um, Switzerland, um, even in the middle of COVID, it's like the Red Sea opened for me. It wow. was amazing how it happened. They weren't allowing Americans into Switzerland. Uh, Except Aviva. <laughs> I got an official stamp. That I That's awesome. Airlines. I know it was, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing story and it, it's just thrilling. Oh, and wonderful. So I, I, uh, I taught in a center in the Alps in Switzerland. Oh, that sounds beautiful. In in Monroe, Wisconsin, where I'm at right now, it's a huge Swiss uh, heritage. So we have, you know, lots of culture here where they celebrate Swiss. Um, and that must have been very special for you to have the little special hall pass to go all the way there and teach. It was. Um, and they really appreciated it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this, because the man who um, he did a documentary film about me, uh, he's a Swiss guy. And he's a painter and he found my book like you did. And he was so excited. And he knew that the Swiss needed me to loosen up, you know? <laughs> right, right. Oh yes, yes. I'm part and, Finnish, uh, so I understand. So they, they just were tickled. I mean, I, I really stirred the pot with them. I love it. I, I would expect so. Okay, so as we're wrapping, I wanna make sure we're okay. cognizant of your time. Thank you yeah. again. I want to ask you a question that sometimes can be hard to answer, but I have no doubt you're, you're going to, you're totally going to give us an amazing and inspirational answer. If you were to look forward a hundred years and somebody knew to look you up and they found your name Aviva Gold, what would you want to be known for? What would you want that description to say? Oh, I wish you had told me this. Uh, you were going to ask me this before so I could be eloquent. No, this is all organic. We want you just your impromptu answer. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh, and you could start with just adjectives. Outrageously outspoken, a provocative. Love it. Old lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've nailed it. This is awesome. <laughs> right. She wasn't afraid to stir the shit. Yes, that's good. This is what we need more in the world. You've nailed yeah. it that, you know, you're living according to your values and your truth, and we are all better for it. You're helping us see glimpses of gifts that you have that probably feel second nature, but because you're so abundant in these gifts, you're able to teach the rest of us how to tap into ours. So thank you um, from, from all of the healthcare professionals out there and people just interested. I tell all you ladies and guys You've got that in you too. Mm -hmm. I somehow um, there's something about me hearing me and seeing that that I'm doing it to you right now. You've got it. You've yeah. got it. You better. Yeah. 
better. There's no hierarchy. There's no hierarchy in creativity, right? Right, Right. exactly. (laughs) And you don't need an expert. You've got, you have the connection with, with the earth and the, it's in you. Just, it is. And it's a little scary at first, but. No, you've helped us all give ourselves permission to take time and nurture this. And that's really a gift. Thank you. It, it aligns with my mission to help people see creativity as a sixth vital sign. So thank you, Aviva. It's been a pleasure and honor and a memorable interview. I am so excited for your next steps and I can't wait to connect again. Goody, goody. All right. Thank you. So in closing, everybody can find you at paintingfromthesource.com, correct? Good. Do you have a newsletter they can sign up if they want to learn more about when it, your workshops yes. are? It's in the uh, in the navigation bar, contact, sign up, and absolutely. And then you'll be on the list. Right. Perfect. Oh, and my you goodness. Email me from the website, too. You can tell me. You anything. have been very generous, both in email and in your time now. I really can feel this heartfelt generosity that you exude. So thank you again. I'll put all your contact information in the show notes. And for those listeners, Thank you for listening to the Catalyst podcast. This is one mega catalyst here, Aviva Gold. (laughs) And I encourage you to go pick her book up. You will be changed forever. So find that magic within and continue coloring outside the lines.